Welcome to The Heath Barnes Show, bringing you interviews and insights to grow your business from some of today's leading voices in the mortgage industry. The Heath Barnes Show is brought to you by your podcast team, where having your own podcast is as easy as being a guest on ours. Find out more at yourpodcast.team. Now, here's your host, Heath Barnes. Welcome to another episode of Mortgages Reimagined. I'm your host, Heath Barnes, and I'm inspired to have our guest today, Ms. Jane Floyd. Just a brief introduction. Jane and I met probably about seven or eight years ago. Jane is a super successful loan officer in Tampa, Florida. She's probably in the business for 30 years. And I was inspired to bring her on the show just because of like her story and what she's gone through the last 10 years. And I think all of us in life, when you hear a story, we'll learn that life sometimes gives you gifts and we call them problems. And I think every problem is a gift if you can find that the gift in the problem and how you see things in life is how they appear. And her story is beautiful. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How you doing, Jane? I am doing so fabulous, Heath. You should and, be. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's been 10 years since we've known each other. Wow. Has it I'm been that long? Excited. It's been that long. Well, when was the first time we met? I guess we met when Rick said, hey, you guys, me, you, Brian, and Tom hopped on a call to talk about being a coach in the core as 13. I thought it was 12, but it could okay. have been 13. So yeah. close enough, nine or 10. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So so tell us a little, just before we get into your story, I just uh, tell the audience where you're from, how long you've been in the business, who you're with now. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm in Tampa, Florida. 1,200 people moving here a day. Amazing. Wow. And you were right on that. I've been in the business for 30 years, Heath, which is uh, mind boggling. I am right now with NFM Lending for the past seven years. I had my own company. I was a broker for 22 and a half years. And as a broker. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Though. So uh, you're with NF- NFM. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You're with NFM no. Lending for now. You're not planning to move though, right? Not going anywhere. I love my home. <laughs> love my home. <clears throat> cool. And so a few years ago, you had something happen to you, right? So the reason, one of the reasons, um, you know, I wanted to get you on the show is to tell the audience a little bit about your story and kind of what you learned from it. Can you share a little bit of vulnerability with us? Yeah, of course. And if you don't mind, let me go back 10 years because- Please. Just to bring it, and then I'll bring it forward to the the challenges uh, over the past almost four. So, so ten years ago, about the been in the business thirty years, literally almost in oh eight oh nine when the market quote crashed, Crash. literally almost lost everything, Heath. And wow. so, starting kind of over, like you know giving up like my retirement, everything just to keep my business running. And Mm. just, we're going to talk about mindset. You mentioned that Um, to me, like the most important thing in life. Right. So just to put that in perspective, that's how I've been an originator for, you know, quite a bit before that, but then had some challenges and almost lost everything due to the business. And, And then just put my nose down. Right. And fast forward, brought it back to doing extremely well. And so 
And it's because of what I did in those years from almost losing everything that enabled me to go through what I went through in the capacity. So, so it'll be four years in September that my husband was very suddenly diagnosed with a a cancer called multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer Mm. and it's treatable. Um, Mm -hmm. but not curable. And at that time it was really bad. And really the outlook was maybe six months to live. So, so, so we've been through a lot. We've been through three transplants. He is currently, as we speak, relapsed again, but doing awesome, responding to treatment. And so the reason I went even further back was because what I learned from that building my team because of the people, the team that I've built and the people Mm -hmm. that are with me, I was able to be there with him through everything. And it's astonishing that my business, I honestly did not miss a beat because of I've elevated the team. I've poured myself into them and I've just surrounded myself with amazing people. Mm -hmm. Um, The bulk of my business, as you and I talk about, is mostly realtors I've focused on and of course past clients. But and so I've, you know, my my realtors have come to trust, right? My Mm. team. And even though I might not have been available during certain times during this period, they were. And so it's because of them. Honestly, just to put a little in perspective for those that are listening and how incredible of a loan officer Jane is. So yesterday we were talking on the call and she was telling me about her production for January. And she said, you know, I'm kind of, you know, the team, I'm, I've got to, I got to poke them a little bit because we're going to do 85 loans this month and 50 of them are mine. And I'm thinking, wow, there's not very many loan officers in the country doing 50 transactions a month. So my hat's off to you, Jane. I just want to put things into perspective. So go back to 2008, you were talking about the things that you learned, you almost lost everything. So what are a couple of things that you took from that event in 2008 that, that, that carried you through what you've gone through with, with your husband, Hank? Well, I, you know, I think it's really one of my mentors said to me that, and at that time I had a, a beautiful home that I absolutely loved. And you try to figure out, okay, I tried to keep my business running. So I took out a huge equity line on my house to not lay people off and instead just only hurt my family. But you, it fear, right? You can't, it's, yeah. it's, it's fear, right? Um, you can't live in, you can't live in both. And I chose to get out of fear and live my life in love, right? And so I just put my head down. And instead of, he said to me, do you, do you like your house? And I said, because I said, hey, I'm really contemplating. I got to move out, rent my house out. I can't live here. I'll go rent, take my family, go rent somewhere cheap. And so he said, do you love your house? I said, I love my house so much. And he said, we have choices. Mm -hmm. What are they? I said, well, I could move out and rent it out and go live somewhere cheap. Or he said, or I said, I can make more money. And so he said, you're right. And it was just, you know, you have those defining moments, right? And it was all up to me. And I, you know what, Heath, I just put my head down and you know what? I just stayed disciplined, right? I focused on, I focused on prospecting, but most important, I focused on people, you know, our buddy Rick wrote the book, people equals profits. You know, really, if you think about that, it's the truth, right? And so- you know, fast forward, like I'm at a point where I just want to give back. I want to give back to other loan officers. And, you know, uh, the, 
I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but I think, again, the reason I was able to be there and go through all of this was because of the people and the team. And then you look at like, what is, what is, it look like to me, like three, three of the things that I think are so important, right? Becoming a slave to your calendar. We learned that from our buddy, Josh Sigmund, right? Yeah. And so it, I, I've done deep dives on my calendar, right? And what I found was, and you've known me a long time, like yeah. I'm going a hundred miles an hour. I'm, ex- I have energy to the point where like, it, I, I just do, I wake up that way. Right. And I, I always want to cram too much into a day. It's just who I am. So I've taken a step back and, and on, when I look at this deep dive on the calendar, what did that look like for me? Well, less is more, right? So less. the less is more. And the more yeah. most important thing is, and Am I spending my time with the people that I need to spend my time with? Right. And that yeah. was huge for me. Which for you or who are the people that you need to be spending your time with? Like who comes to mind when you think about that for those people so, listening? So let's, if we want to look, let's look at life. Let's look at business first. Well, right. first, obviously it's my team and my loan officers, right? When yeah. Back when you said, hey, I'm closing, we're doing 85, I'm doing 54. My other eight loan officers are doing the rest. Well, okay, but I need to be pouring myself into them, right? Yeah. So does my calendar reflect that? Am I pouring myself into them? And then for me to do those, those loans that I want to do on the team, am I pouring myself into my team? Am I teaching them? Yeah. Am I coaching them? Am I mentoring them? And are we doing the right things? Mm. Uh, for me also, ops manager, right? When you run a branch, you need to have an right. operations manager. So really it's those business people, but then we have to take care of them. So then am I spending the, my time with my strategic partners, right? Yeah. Most of my realtors, some financial advisors. Right. So are they on my calendar? Am yeah, I, yeah. 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 You know, I learned a long time ago and I still have the habit today when I, when my assistant puts the, put something in the calendar, it's green or red. Green means it's money making. Red means it's cost. It's not, it's not costing me money, but it's not generating revenue. What are, what's one tip or technique that you've learned that you still abide by today that will help someone with their calendar. I hear you saying, you know, less is more and make sure it's on the calendar. So that's a really great question. <laughs> and oh, I want to give credit to the right person. So I hope it was Ben Newman, but it might not have been. No, it wasn't. Anyway, it was a sports guy. But last year or so ago, I read a book, right? And this was a big aha to me. So yeah. we all have the same amount of time, right? I mean, right. it is what it is. I mean, we have the same amount of time, right? So, yeah. and, and and my husband and I sometimes get in these, he'll say, well, I didn't have time to, to do that. No, it wasn't a priority to you to do that, mm, <laughs> right? I love that. So, and we joke around about it. You know, yeah. you found time to buy a car and, you know, whatever, um, right. watch the football games. But the point is we find time. So then take a step deeper. Our, I realized that, So we can't manage the time, but 
we can make like my energy, right? So we can manage what we put in the time when we have the most energy. So I realize, and I think if if I here here's what happened to me. I literally I, I have my calendar time blocked, and I had an interview with for a loan officer at three o'clock in the afternoon. Because to me, okay, I'm doing my prospecting, so making my phone calls to my agents, making right. my calls to my past clients, to my VIPs, right? So it's three o'clock when I think that's not when I'm making phone calls and I'm doing this Zoom with this person I want to recruit. Well, I'm a morning person. I get up at 447. I just want to save the world by seven o'clock. At three o'clock, I start sinking a little. I just keep jumping (laughs) in the car and go to Starbucks and grab a coffee. And, And I realized it was this aha. And then I had heard or read this book after that. Golly, Jane, you shouldn't be talking to this guy. You're not at your peak, right? So if you really look at your calendar and put the most important thing that when you have, some people have more energy at night, Yeah, more of a night person, right? I've always been a morning person. So if you, so put, so I'll put things on my calendar. Now, when am I lower at do review emails with my assistant, you know, things that are those, you said, green and red money, right? Put those red things on there. Not something that's really high green activity when I'm at my lowest level. So that was a good, uh yeah. Yeah. I love that. What I hear you saying is your time equals to your, like your energy. If you're high energy, you can get the things done, right? Your low energy. Oh. It's like when you're in high energy and you're rolling through your day, time is moving, you know, super fast. Time slows down when your energy slows down. And so uh, I love that. So you do those things that you need to connect with or you need the most mind power early in the morning. And then the things in the afternoon or the things like checking email or I would think doctor's appointments or Anything that you really don't need your mind for. That's that's a great idea, man. Love that. Love that. So yeah, anything else with regards to calendar that you wanted to cover? But it sounds like, yeah. Well, I think the last thing I'll say in regards to the calendar, I think that, so like, I, if, if, like, if you hear me say all this, you'll be like, boy, she's selfish. But I have to do me first, right? Mind, body, mm. soul, right? So, like, I really take care of myself, right? I mean, I spend a lot. I get, like I said, 4.47 in the morning. I have my journal time. I read scripture. I I, I meditate. I, I write. I'll read. Then I go work out yeah. seven days a week. I go work out, right? So, people always say, I don't have time to work out. Well, again... No, it's not that you don't have time. You're not making it a priority, right? Every yeah. one of us is busy. Every one of us has problems and challenges. So I think putting those personal things in there, like it really, for, for me, that fuels me. Like, like I have a 91-year-old mother. I know I need to see her twice a week, but if I just fly by the seat and go see her when I have a chance, when would that be? Never, Yeah. right? So is putting those personal things in there, you know, if you have younger children, put their, mm. I, I will say, I never miss my kids' ball games, right? I right. mean, I have an appointment. I am not missing a ball game. I cannot get that back. So, yeah. so I just think put those, I mean, it's crazy. I still have date night. I've been married 40 years. I have date night that goes in there, right? Yeah. Friends yeah. that I want to see if I don't yeah. put them in there about 
four or five years ago, I realized too, like I wasn't spending enough time or with connecting with extended family, like nieces and nephews. So put that in there, right? Right. All text, whatever. It doesn't mean I'm spending hours and hours, but I think just taking care of yourself, putting your personal things in there. So then you can get to the business. Yeah. So you said you wake up every day at 447. What is it about 447? Is it just like, you don't know what happened. I used to wake up at like 530. And then obviously I believe the earlier, you know, the earlier you get out now I sleep, like I need seven hours sleep. So every once in a while, if I don't sleep, then I will turn the alarm off and sleep till 530 to make sure I get enough sleep. But for the for the majority, it's four forty seven. Nothing. I don't know. I just set the clock at that one day, and that's it. It's my number. Wow. <laughs> and so your morning ritual, which I love, because what I find myself doing every year, like I'm doing right now, is I set myself up this morning ritual, and like by June, I've got no ritual again. And you know, it, yeah, it's this year. I'm like the one thing I'm committed to is making sure that I abide by that morning ritual all year long. So I'm curious, what are the things that you do in the morning that you feel like are that a part of your rituals, meaning you do them and you do them all the time in the morning? Like so, you wake up at 447, you make a cup of coffee. I, I literally, it's the same thing. I make the coffee the night before. So I roll out of bed. I coffee. go turn on the coffee. I brush my teeth. By then the coffee is done and I have my spot unless the weather's horrible. I'm out on the balcony. It's just serene, mm-hmm. quiet. I have my journal that I write in. I have my body. And then, you know, sometimes I'm reading like, like right now I'm reading a new book. I don't know. If they, oh, yeah, actually, you were the second person that told me. So I went and bought it. Gap in the game. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Gap in the game. So you're yeah. reading that. You're reading. Or so you have so your journal, often, your Bible. First, I'll read my scripture because I want to get my mind in the right place, right? Yeah. And then I journal. It's always the same thing. I write three things I'm grateful for. I always write down gratitude, mm. right? What I'm grateful for, and then what I want to accomplish that day. Right now, I'm in a study called Experiencing God. Mm. So. You know, I'll read a couple pages in that. In fact, Tuesday nights tonight, we have a small group. Yeah. And then if I have time, like, then I'll jump and read like Gap in the Game. Let me get a couple pages into this or Ben Newman's book about leadership. That's it. Then I, then that's down and I go to the gym. Yeah. I love that. And you go to the gym every day too, right? Every single day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, for so people that uh, don't have energy, uh, usually you don't have energy because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not working out or, and remember energy, like I said, is time, you know, oft, often, you know, we tell ourselves, we, I don't have the time, but you do have the time, right? Stop saying, I don't have the time. Just say, I, Hey, I got the time and make it happen. So I'm curious when you journal, what are you journaling about? Are you just writing the three things you're grateful for? Are you talking about what happened the previous day? Are you uh, thinking, you know, journaling through a thought? I'm curious, like selfishly for myself. Oh, that's okay. So, so I mix it up. I have, um, hopefully they'll never hear this, but I have these two journals that I started for, so my boys, my baby's 28, my other one's uh-huh. 36. So I have two 
separate journals that I just have been like, and I don't do that every day. So I switch it up, but I write in there so that someday they'll have it when I'm not Mm -hmm. here anymore and they'll find it. They can go back and read like kind of how, what I was feeling about them that day. And then it like, so right now in the um, experiencing God study that I'm doing, it's like, what is God working on and went through me today? Right. I mean, for me, like one of my, um, or not one of my, you know, my purpose is to positively impact and improve the lives of others. I mean, that's what fuels me. And I look back and, you know, I I, I wrote that like 20 years ago and it really hasn't changed, right? I mean, there's times like, okay, my purpose this week is to get my husband through this, right? right. But my purpose in life, like, like I love being a mom, I love being a mother, but every single day, like, like I really want to impact people. So I write about like people, like, like, like if you came to heart, you're, if you look back at my journal, you're in there. Right. So I write about people. I write about what I want to do. Just whatever comes to my heart. There's, I've got so many of them, you know, that's just yeah. how I journal. Yeah. it's so, I don't know about you, but for me, it's so therapeutic when I start writing it out. And i what I realized through writing is I have these thoughts in my head and if I like journal them out, I can like work through those thoughts. You know, it's funny how that happens. So what I hear you saying is you write down three things you're grateful for. And then what do you want to, did you say, what do you want to create today? Or what do you want to accomplish today? Well, there's a couple different, there's a journal called the five minute journal. Okay. I you and I, I think maybe yeah. talked about it, but totally. it's really cool because for people that don't like to like write or anything, like when I started these, I'm talking 10 years ago, the five minute journal, literally it's quick. It prompts you like, what are three things I'm grateful for? Mm-hmm. What are the three things that I want to happen today? And that really goes back to your calendar, whether yeah. it's like, you know, gosh, I have to call Heath Barnes today, or I've got to call the this client and drop this bomb thing this morning or whatever. But the three main things that have to happen today. And if you write it down, I mean, obviously you've got your to-dos list and all that, but those three things, and it could be something like, I just need to pick up the phone and make this doctor's appointment for me. Right. Just, but those three things, if you write that down, this is super quick. And then at the end of the night, I love it because you write down it's, and it's literally less than five minutes I can't remember exactly what it says, but something that happened that day that was awesome. And then as we, as you said at the beginning of this podcast, Heath, and I've learned, you know what, what can I have done differently today? Mm, And so many times for me, it'd be like, not lost my patience with this person or <laughs> stay calmer during this, right? Yeah. You know, so if you're constantly reading that, right, then yeah. that, it's pretty easy. Self-reflection is so powerful. But yeah, you know, I seem I see a lot of what you do in myself and my morning rituals. Like I do the same thing is uh talking about that. I do 10 things now that I'm grateful for. And five of them I really try to focus on those things that I use, that I wouldn't be grateful for. Like it, it's easy to be grateful for those things in your life, like family. And, but how about like, you know, being able to be grateful for my car, not getting picked up on time and, uh, or because we're anyways, we're getting our car picked up or the, the bid not coming in correctly. It's like being grateful for those things in your life that you normally wouldn't be grateful for because when you're grateful, you like all the fear of life kind of goes away. So anyways, I just wanted to mention I love, that. I love that. 
I love that. And I wrote that down to do more of that. Thank you. Kind of train, training your mind to be grateful for those things. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, some, when something bad happens, I'm curious, what are the two two or three blessings or two or uh, that, that that you've experienced as a result of Hank going through or y'all, your relationship going through what you've gone through over the last four years? Well, you know, when you just said that you... <coughs> the things that you write down that you're grateful for that weren't like great things. Right. Right. There have been t- many times in the journal that I literally have written and this may that I am grateful. And Hank and I talk about this, that he got cancer because you knew me before that we've had a, we had a great marriage, right. You know what? Had a great life, mm. but this took us to a level Heath that is almost indescribable, right? Just to make it through and go through and just come to the realization, like, I mean, what's important and what it's about and watching like him, it has like his relationship with the Lord has just become his faith. So, so, so much stronger. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. Yeah. You really start to focus on your relationship and the time you have left and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you know, people do, you know, I, people will say, and I had to do some real, you say self-reflection. I do a, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and because <clears throat> I always want to be better in every area. And, you know, when are you retiring or, you know, why don't you retire now that you've hit that number? And the, really the first person that said it to me a couple of years ago, I got, excuse me, pissed off. Like I, I was angry. I want to hang up the phone on him because it sounded awful to me, like retire, right? It just, it's not what fuels me. Right. And so yeah. uh, like, however, so I'm nowhere near looking at that. However, going back to our time, I really know like my, yet I am, I have no problem saying no to people and being extremely um, honest. Mm. I'm fully committed this week, this month, this year, yeah. right? Not care about you, Heath, but no, I can't go take a vacation with you. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'll take a vacation with you. But, <laughs> but do you get it? My yeah. Right. Is no, I, I love that. I'm very clear. You know, what's interesting about that is when I sent you the first email about being on a podcast, it was back in October and I got a response back that was like, no, I can't do it. And, you know, my assistant gave it to me and I said, listen, so it is either she has a fear of being on the podcast or her assistant, like, doesn't know who I am or like what I'm doing is I'm trying to come up with (laughs) things other than, oh, she doesn't like me. Oh, you know, it's like uh, often we get those responses from someone who's trying to set their boundaries for their life. And instead of respecting them, we're more interested in what we're not getting. Right. And so I acknowledge you for that. And I think that like there is a lot of grace in telling someone, hey, man, I, I sincerely appreciate you asking me to be on your podcast but right now I'm focusing in this area of my life and I don't know when in the future I could do it, but I would love to be on it in the future. That's so much better than someone not responding or saying maybe. Anytime someone says maybe, I'm like, hey, how about if I put you down for a no 
And then if you change your mind, let me know. So we're both on the same page. So anyways, I was totally appreciate. And what you just said, anybody that listens to this, if anybody does, honestly, like that one takeaway, like, and you and I've talked about that, but really you, you not having a fear that what people think about you. Right. And that, really like just being honest, like with what you can commit to, right. We talk about, you know, under promise and over deliver, Mm -hmm. like most of us do the opposite. And I think if you can get clear on that. And so for me, like, I, I think about like, it's, it's like, I try to think about it's, it's not about me. It's about the other person. And Mm -hmm. like, nothing annoys me more. What you just said, when people just do not respond, like, Tell me no. <laughs> Tell me, but, but just yeah. it's fine. I don't know. You, do you know what I mean? Like so. Yeah. I just think I'm like I'm, and I think that's why I do so much business. Like that's why yeah. so many realtors, you know, respect us because they trust we're going to communicate. Right? It's yeah. so darn important when we look at loan officers. They're afraid to, you know. I have no problem, you know, being honest and 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 direct. So I yeah. just think that's really important. There's a great book called Crucial Conversations. And I I think one of the gifts that, you know, you and I learn in this business and we've been taught for many years is that, you know, the the best loan officers, like they make the really tough calls, right? And understanding that, okay, good news doesn't get any better over time. And you and I make the big boy calls and the big girl calls. And that's what makes us, you know, a decent loan officers. Of course, I'm not at your level yet, but, you know. I, I, so one thing you said earlier, you, you said it, and, and we'll start to wrap this up. I appreciate you really giving me a piece of your number one commodity, your time. But you said, I got really angry when he asked me about retirement. And what I, what I, what I often find is that when you're angry about something, right, there, there is something below that anger that or otherwise it wouldn't make you angry. Right. But you know, so if, if you were to look into that, that yeah. like that resistance to something, like what, yeah. what do you think that was about for you? Well, so what do you actually his exact words with the, I didn't give you the rest of the story. So he said, I don't understand what, cause I am a big boater. You know, that I love to boat. I love fishing. Yeah. I love just fo- no phone peace at the water in on the water. Anyway, he said, I don't understand why you don't retire and just sail off. I don't have a sailboat, but sail off on your boat and just hang out on the beach. And it was, that made me angry because Mm. the thought of like, I love to go to the beach for a few days. I like to go on the boat, but but (laughs) like the thought of that with no, like no purpose, no giving back in life. That's what made me like angry. Mm. Like, Ooh, is that attractive to you? Because it's just not to me. So just not a lie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the secrets of life, right? It's like people think I want to get to the point in life in which, you know, I don't have to do anything. And doing nothing is the most boring thing I've ever heard. And the thing that like said, what I'm hearing you say that fills you up is like doing all of this for a purpose and a reason to give back to your loan officers, you know, the gifts that you've learned. So, you know, I acknowledge you for that. And I acknowledge you for being here. And I, I just want say I admire your courage I admire your faith and and your drive like it's just never ending like and 
you're just a beautiful person. And anyway, so I appreciate you being on, on the show. And I'll tell you one last story. I think I told, I don't know if I told you this, but when the Jane and I did Amplified back in April, and I literally got on the call <coughs> with Renee Rodriguez, literally just to find out about it. And he said, you know, you might know some of the people that are going. And he said, Jane Floyd, I said, sign me up. And he said, wait, you didn't even ask me the price. I said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to be around Jane Floyd because she's an amazing human being. So I, I acknowledge for who you are and what you represent. So was that anyway. one of the most amazing? I, I walked in that night. It was starting and you just like were there. Like you yeah. surprised me. It was the <laughs> greatest surprise. Yeah. It was an amazing three days to be able to, you know, interact with you and really look how deep we went and authentic and what we learned from Renee yes. was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> such a great experience. So, hey, if our audience would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, my cell phone number is area code 813-758-8335. Eight one three seven five eight eight three three four. I appreciate it, Jane. I appreciate you being on the show, and I wish you the best in twenty twenty two. It's gonna be awesome. I love you, buddy. Thanks for the opportunity. And there you have it, another great episode. Don't forget to check out the notes at heatbarns.com. and you can find out more about all the ways we can help you at heatbarns.com. That's it for this episode. Have a great week, and we'll talk next time.